Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit. The WWE has embraced female sport like no other organization. And their chief brand officer, Stephanie McMahon, sat down with Kurt Wagner at center stage of Web Summit 2018 to tell us how this initiative continues to remain a priority for the organization. We got a ton to talk about. Uh, WWE, specifically women uh, in the WWE taking over uh, evolution. You guys just had a pay-per-view thing that I think was a huge success. But before we get to that, you have something you want to show all of us, get us maybe a little hyped up. Yes, um, so let me just see a show of hands. How many of you are familiar with WWE? All right, oh, I love that, thank you very much. What what goes through your mind when you see that? You guys have done so much. I'm so proud when I see that, and I think about where WWE has come from when I was a little girl. Um, You know, my father really started the WWE, it was a Northeast regional promotion that is now a global phenomenon in 180 countries in 25 different languages. Yeah, and I want to talk about uh, Evolution, which was a women's uh, only, I guess, event. Yes, that you all had women's, pay-per-view. our first ever. Um, before you tell me how it went, walk us through just really quickly why this is such a big deal. Because this is something, this is the first time you've ever done a female-only uh, match, a female-only event like this. It is hugely important, um, especially when you consider this moment in time in our world. Not only in sports, not only in entertainment, in business, in media, women are finally uh, becoming the spotlight. They are finally uh, becoming the equal counterpart that they should be. Um, And WWE, I'm so proud, is such a huge part of that movement with Evolution, um, which isn't just a, a pay-per-view event, it's also a live streaming event on WWE Network, which is our direct-to-consumer. Yep. We were actually the first live streaming OTT platform to launch. Um, we launched, you know, of course, behind Netflix and Hulu. We're still trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, that was, uh, we were the first live streaming platform, and that was a, a calculated risk. And so what was it that happened in the world around WWE that made you say, now's the right time to, to do this particular event? Well, it's more than just this event. So what happened is we started recruiting uh, athletes from all over the world, elite athletes, male and female. And it's actually my husband who spoke at this, on this stage last year, Triple H, yeah. Paul Levesque. Um, He started training the women the same as the men, giving them the same opportunities in terms of match time, which like anything else, it's reps. The more you do, the better you're going to get, the more you can hone your craft. And these women started stealing the show. And the audience started chanting, this is wrestling and women's wrestling. So then you go to, and that's in our developmental system, which started off as a developmental platform and has now evolved into a a global touring brand for WWE, the third one. Um, So then on one of our flagship shows, Monday Night Raw, which airs in the US um, on USA Network, and again, like I said, all over the world, our women were more often treated as secondary, if not tertiary type characters, because it was never believed they could be the draw or that they could be the main event. And there was a tag match that specifically lasted all of 30 seconds. And a tag match is obviously a a team of two competing against each other. So four entrances and a match that lasted 30 seconds. And our fans had had enough. 
and they started a hashtag that trended worldwide for three days called Give Divas a Chance. And divas were what uh, female How wrestlers we branded. were called. Exactly. Yeah. Very exactly. Like, sexualized originally. No, too. no. Um, divas actually, I mean, I'm not saying that that's, you know, wasn't represented um, in some form or fashion, but the term divas at that time was the divas of soul. You know, Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, all of that good stuff. And it actually did, it was successful. It was an effort to spotlight the women's division. It evolved into some reality programming like Total Divas, which is now Total Bellas. And we now have a third reality show on USA Network called Ms. and, and Mrs. Yeah. But um, our fans with this hashtag were specifically calling for more athleticism, better storylines, more character development. Uh, and their voices were so loud that our chairman and CEO responded, we hear you keep watching, hashtag give divas a chance. So then at WrestleMania, which is akin to our Super Bowl, strategically our biggest event at AT&T Stadium in front of over 101,000 people. I mean, think about this room times 10. Yeah. Right, we had WWE Hall of Famer Lita go out and announced the rebranding of the Divas division to the women's division. She unveiled a new championship belt, more akin to the men's, but still very feminine, and announced that our women would now be called superstars, same as the men. And since that time, our women have been more regularly headlining and main eventing our programming. We signed Rowdy Ronda Rousey, yeah. arguably one of the world's greatest athletes, male or female. Uh, and Perhaps the biggest story, in addition to, to the event that you referenced, which was the origin of your question, in Abu Dhabi um, nearly a year ago, for the first time ever, our women were allowed to perform. And they had to wear different costuming, only their, their heads and their hands could be exposed. But during their match, a chant broke out in the arena, both men and women chanting, this is hope. This is hope. In a WWE wrestling event in Abu Dhabi, men and women chanting, this is hope, seeing women represented. That's what this movement is all about. Thank you. It's so much bigger than one brand. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bigger than, than all of us. What are some of the barriers right now that, that female wrestlers maybe have to get into the industry or get into the sport? that uh, their male counterparts don't have. Do you feel like it's, an, it's on par at this point or not yet? No, it's definitely not on par yet. Um, you know, the goal is, is true parity and equality. Um, you know, and we're, we're getting there. You know, we're working on it. I think that there is more of an opportunity than there has ever been before. We've signed female athletes from uh, the Middle East, like Shadia Biseso. Um, we signed Kavita Devi from India, Casey Katanzaro from American Ninja Warrior. Uh, so there is this huge groundswell, really, of women seeing WWE, especially female athletes, as the next path for them. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's hard for athletes when they've been successful in their sports, you know, what do they do after that, male or female? And WWE is becoming more and more of an opportunity. Yeah, yeah what's the recruiting process like? How do you become, uh, you know, tagged as, as the next WWE superstar? 
Well, you have to have charisma. You have to have a yeah. lot of charisma. You have to be able to connect with the audience. Hold That's a chair and, and No, no, no. That no? comes later okay. if, if you're That's good enough. You can teach that. Can teach <laughs> That's right. You right. can't teach charisma. Right. Um, but, you know, we do have our, our performance center based in Florida and in, in the United States, and we actually just launched one in the UK. Um, so our goal is global localization. Our goal is to replicate this model of training and um, a localized version of NXT, which is the developmental system I was mentioning before that evolved into our, our third global touring brand. And, and the UK is really our first market. And once that proves to be successful, we're going to put that model everywhere. Yeah. But when you think about recruiting and training, you bring in all of these athletes. And really, the, the, the numbers keep increasing of people who truly are interested in, and the level of athleticism that they're able to bring. Uh, and first and foremost, what we do is we wear everybody out, right, for, for a couple of days, physically drain them and exhaust them, because then what we're looking for are emergent leaders. Who are the, the people who are going to pick somebody up and say, no, come on, you got this, when someone's ready to give up? Who are the people who are going to give up? Uh, you want to you wanna weed them out. So you, you can't know? just script someone to be a good leader or a good superhero. They actually have to have those qualities. They, they have to have those qualities. Yep. Um, Ronda Rousey, you mentioned her. Uh, she's obviously a superstar. She's... Um, a terrifying fighter. Uh, yeah, I faced her at WrestleMania, by I the way. I do not envy yeah. you one bet. Um, yeah. How does someone like that get looped into WWE? Is that, you know, you see her, her doing her UFC stuff and you say, oh my gosh, the minute she's done there, we have to get her. Does she come to you? Yeah, I'm curious how someone of that kind of stature uh, joins, joins what you're doing. Well, it's different for everyone, um, but Rhonda has been a fan her whole life. Um, so she truly loves WWE, and she gets the showmanship aspect, I think, better than, you know, anyone, really. She transitioned so quickly in our business. She's really blown everybody away. Um, but it was a mutual conversation. You know, we, of course, had our eye on Ronda. Um, we were big fans of hers, you know, in the UFC, and, you know, now she's transitioned to movies, etc. But we, we started that conversation, and we started talking about what if. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something she wanted to do. And uh, again, she's just, man, she's over-delivered every single yeah. time. Are there more of those women kind of on Rhonda's level that you have your eye on right now? Absolutely. You want to tell us who they are so we can keep our eye on them? Well, um, you know, I was asked the other day, what female athlete would I love to have in WWE? And, and I actually happened to be on the same flight as her husband yesterday. But... Serena Williams. Oh, yeah. I mean, the door's open, Serena. I, think, <laughs> I, I love Serena. I think she Alexis is, is here. She is incredible. He on, yes. on stage maybe yes. earlier today. So we can, we can make that happen. Yeah, well, he and I were chatting on the plane. <laughs> he said, you didn't even tell me you were going to throw. I was like, well, I was just asked the question. Yeah. Um, we have just uh, another minute. I got a couple more questions I want to get to. Uh, you mentioned people kind of becoming superstars outside of WWE. I think we saw in the video, we saw The Rock yes. uh, on there. I think we saw John Cena on there. Yep. What does it mean for you to see people who kind of maybe got their start uh, in pro wrestling go on to do other things? Uh, well, I think it's hugely impactful for our brand. You know, that's actually part of our strategy is casting our stars outside of WWE and then bringing other celebrities and influencers inside our programming because the rising tide raises all boats in terms of relevancy and, and audience generation. Yeah, is that something you take an active role in trying to kind of, you know, get people into movies and things like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
last question for you uh, as you look forward. Uh, I know j elevating kind of women's sports all around, not just in WWE, is very important to you. Is there something you've learned that you could kind of share with other leagues or, or entertainment companies out there about kind of building a brand around women specifically? Absolutely. Um, so WWE's mission is to put smiles on people's faces the world over, whether we do that through our entertainment content or we do it by giving back to the community. We have four key pillars of giving back. One of them is empowerment. And as a part of Evolution, we announced our partnership with Girl Up, um, something called Sports for a Purpose, which is addressing the, the gender inequality gap in sports, which is huge. Yep. Um, and especially giving teen girls the leadership skills that they learn through sport. Um, and I realize that's not directly answering your question, but what it does give perspective to is the importance of providing opportunity. When I said be the change you want to see in the world, you have to give women that opportunity. They will earn it every single time, but you have to give them the chance. You, you have to, and this takes men and women. Women have to fight for each other, and men have to fight for women too. And again, it's about equality. It, it's not about one gender rising above the other. It's about giving each other the support and love that we need. So I would say, you know, empower one another in life. Whether you're male, whether you're female, empower your teams, empower your people, empower your customers, empower your consumers, empower your fans. You will have a, a much more successful business. Awesome. Uh, Steph, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that, be sure to join us again every Wednesday for more from the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit.